Smith takes the snap. And he just throws this one away. Pressure was coming from Kobe Turner. And it's fourth down. Effort on second and seven. Back to travel. He's got a lot of room. Travel inside the 30. And hit hard at the 25. But good for a Rams first down. Stafford to the end zone. Caught. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams. I am your co-host Ashton here with my awesome co-host Zach. How you doing, Zach? It's a it's a victory Tuesday as we are recording. Uh, got our first victory Monday in what it feels like a lifetime. So I know it's been three weeks since uh, we really got to be able to have a victory Monday. Uh, been a long drought, but we're finally we finally broken it. We broke the November curse um, of not winning a November game since 2020. Um, so it, it that's feels pretty good. And I think the team's probably feeling really good. I mean, we saw the celebration afterwards in the locker room. Um, they say that's the most hyped that locker room has been all season. Um, so that's really great to to see. But we're also Thanksgiving week. So happy early Thanksgiving to you uh, and to everyone who's listening to us. Um, yeah, so everything's been going pretty well. You doing well? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, that mac and cheese always hits. But the mac and cheese with the dub. Uh, Ram stub, it, it hits a little bit better, Zach. Just uh, just makes everything, you know, feel much better. You get to watch Thursday and Friday football this week. Uh, a little bit more relaxed going into Sunday. And uh, we can kind of roll into the game now. Uh, let, let's be uh, frank, Zach. Uh, not a pretty game. Not a great game by this team. Uh, but it was a must-win game, and I we can that can become a cliche. But if you look at the standings, the odds to make the playoffs, this was really a game where, uh, in order to get a chance at the wild card, we we had to win this. Uh, realistically, if we lost, even if we won out after this, the chances of making the playoffs uh, dwindle, especially with two really really hard games against 49ers and Ravens. Uh, if we were going to drop either of those, we're going to have to win this game. Uh, and we did. Uh, it came at the cost of Justin, or not Justin Tucker, uh, at their uh, mayor, uh, uh, what, what's their kicker? Myers. Uh, Myers, yeah. At Myers' uh, expense at a 55-yarder. And you never want to count on a kicker missing a kick, especially one as good as Meyer. Like, he... He has been pretty good. He even kicked a 60-yarder against us two years ago. So, um, yeah, let, let's kind of go into this game, Zach. What was your initial uh, reaction to this uh, one-point victory? Yeah, it was a very weird game. I, I, I There's yes. not too many highlights that come out of it, especially on the offensive side. I still feel like the offense has still been very lackluster. Um but then we look at the defense and I and you know you you we see this week to week that everyone's so frustrated with the defense. They do the long plays. Um, you know, we're frustrated with DK, we're frustrated with parts of this defense and the the way it's coached and things like that. But if you take this season as the whole, this defense is and we and I keep relaying this is that this defense has played really well and they played well yeah. yesterday. Yes, did they get some pass uh 
passes called on them, some you know some flags be thrown. Did they make? Some, did the Seahawks make some good plays? Yes, they did. Did DK kind of mess up a little bit? He did, but he made up for it. But this defense held the Seahawks, who in right now is a top. 11 top 12 team you know if you look at the power rankings and really focus on those and you look at their record and they held them to one touchdown and three field goals um that this team did really well and they held them in two games you know we've now swept the seahawks we've kept them in two games where they've scored three points in the second half that's 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 great. That's a defense that you want to see, especially on a defense who going into this season, you didn't expect this. You expected the offense to carry this team, and it's really the defense that has been carrying this team this whole season. No, I, I agree with you, Zach. I think uh, we have to rightly point out that the Rams have faced five or six top ten offenses in the league, and this defense statistically has been good. Now, not great. Uh, I think they – struggle getting turnovers and you know you have some worse in my opinion worse defenses that have been better at getting turnovers uh and so you have seen less of an impact on the games uh they allow longer drives than some other defenses and that can be the frustrating part right like they just uh they limit the explosive plays most of the time and just force these long drives and convert touchdowns into turn or into field goals. So uh, they're not as explosive as other defenses. And I get it. We get frustrated. You only have you only have one defense. You only have one explosive defensive player currently, and that's Aaron Donald. Like he's the but, only explosive player that we have. Really, I mean, we have some touches up here and there, but. As far as defensive explosiveness, we really just have Aaron Donald. So as your point is, this defense isn't explosive. And when your offense is just continuing to get off the field quickly, your defense seems to be playing more and playing for longer. So it kind of throws that out there. Yeah, I mean, you have to also put in context, like our offense has been atrocious for, I would say, every game but like three uh, the, we've had three really good offensive games and, you know, it, it's kind of driven me crazy, Zach, because people are like the offense is worse since cup has gone back. And I do agree. I think that's more on McVeigh and Mike LaFleur than simply saying like, Oh, cup is doing his role worse than what Puka was doing. And the guys, Puka was not playing cups role, the completely different role not completely, but for most part, 80% different things than what Puka was doing. Puka wasn't doing option routes. Yeah. I, I And Puka, like, there, there's some nuance in there. There's a difference from when Puka and Tutu were the first and secondary than when uh, Cup and Puka were in there. And I do agree, like, there's something wrong with the scheming and the way this offense has been ran. Uh since we've been so ineffective with both in the lineup and I mean, we're better when cup gets out. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that at all. I, you know, I hate to play the blame all solely on, you know, Sean McVay and, Matt, and, and Mike LaFleur. Um, but I think when you look at it, 
it, it's also Stafford too. I mean, Stafford's the one making the throws. Yeah. He has his reads. He knows where the players are at. And sometimes, and, and again, I don't know because we're not in Matthew Stafford's brain, but sometimes I feel like we're forcing it to Cooper Cup. Um, and, you know, it doesn't feel as forced when we when they throw it to Puka Nakua or Tutu Atwell or, or, or somebody else. I mean, even um, uh, Tremel came in when Cooper went was injured and he played uh, very successfully. Um, uh, I mean, he, he just kept being targeted right after each other to, to get some chunk plays. So, um, you know, I, I feel like Stafford is at his best when he is, when he's using all of his options uh, and he feels like he's at his worst when he's, when he's has to focus on one player. And sometimes I feel like he's trying to focus on cup. Yeah. But some of that's also on like, the way the offense is giving options to the quarterback and McVay not giving that feedback to Stafford, you know, like, yes, it's on Stafford for not being able to execute thrown to the open guy, uh, having multiple reads on uh, certain plays, but it like McVay has to be able to tell Stafford do that. Right. Like there is a give and take. And I think uh, those three guys more, at least in my opinion, more Michael LaFleur and McVeigh than on Stafford. But Stafford does hold some blame there. And uh hopefully like hopefully with Kyron coming back and we can talk about the news here in a second, uh this offense can just start executing better. I think that's their biggest problem. They cannot execute these plays, uh, whether that's because of health, because of practice. Uh, that, uh, flick, uh, was it a flick, uh, that he threw the interception on that was executed terribly. And yes, you can give the Seahawks some credit for being able to read that, but like, that means in our practice, we're not doing a good job of simulating uh, better defenses. I mean, that was, that was tough. I mean, even Sean McVay said, you know, they've played, they've tried that during practice multiple times too much success they were getting way more pressure than i think they expected and stafford obviously that was the play that stafford got blown down um he got a body helmet yeah Yeah, he got i mean he got a helmet to the stomach um and got the wind after him which he played miraculously better after other qbs would have got a flag for that too oh for sure i mean well and i'm I'm not even going to go against the patrick mahomes comparison too because that's ridiculous of what happened there but um yeah. But but yeah, I mean, but Stafford didn't. He did not have a good game. I mean, really, before that hit, he was not doing well. I mean, if you look at him, he had a rating of seventy point six. You know, seventeen for thirty one, one hundred and ninety yards. Was only averaging six point one per throw. Um, but they he he did have that interception and then the touchdown. Um, so the flea flicker. I mean, again, it's it's one of those things where you love to see that creativity. Um, Tutu knew that he wasn't. The one thing good thing was is. I think Tutu was going to throw it, um, realized he was getting the pressure and then tossed it back to Stafford and Stafford tried to make a play. And it was just unfortunate that that it happened the way it did. Um, this game, and, I, and I'm going to summarize this game pretty, pretty to, to one thing. This was a game that the refs really played a heavy hand in. Now, there was penalties that were accurate to be called on. But when you really look at this, I mean, both sides got penalized a bunch. Um for, yeah. for PI, for Phantom PI, things like that. And whether you agree or disagree, both sides got called on both correct and incorrect plays. I mean, there was some yeah. that I even saw on the Rams that was a lot of ticky tack. You shouldn't probably called it, but 
but they did. Dead Ends um, on PI. I think it was PI. On Puka? Yeah. That, yeah. That. So, you know, both sides got penalized a lot. Uh, obviously, the Seahawks got penalized the most, um, but they had their chance to win the game. Their kicker didn't kick it. It was, I, I think it was almost even short. Like, even if he was straight on, I think it was short of, of making it. Um, Do you think so Luka was kind of held on that third down on our last drive? Because it kind of looked like, to me, there was a slight hold. You know, I think there was. I mean, he, this was the but, game you know, he, he also got called on for. It, it was a really, really weirdly called game, refing-wise. It, but, you it know. was. And so, they and so they weirdly the called for both teams. They we, did. I mean, like I said, they it, were it consistently was, weird. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Uh, but again, uh, the one thing that I will say, like DK, DK did a great job. He made that play of the interception. Kudos to him. Obviously, he needs to realize he can't go off and taunt the other team, the other sideline. Um, you know, it's one of those things where like DK is it, I think he he has the potential to be a really good CB, but it's the penalties it's the penalties that are causing him and causing the fans really to push back on him. Um, uh, fans are overall think he's a lot worse than he is when you're talking about the way he plays. Sure. But it's, it's because of those penalties that I think are highlighting it way more than, than him actually playing. Cause if you actually that, look that's at the poor technique though, like there's a difference but it, but it, between having poor technique and like just not being in the, area code of a wide receiver and you get burnt right like sure. not being able to play man um so like i think he has a lot of natural and sorry to interrupt you but like he has a lot of natural gifts when it comes to being able to cover especially on man uh but his technique is poor and i think we're seeing him grow uh, when it comes to technique yeah I like, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like, I think he's a skilled player. Um, again, it's that cleaning up those techniques it's those penalties that are, that are really causing him. Cause he's a really good defender. Um, he made really good plays outside of those. He those did penalties. that tip. Uh, I believe he was rushing the passer when he had the tip and we could have intercepted that too. We never had, get those for some no, reason. We never do. We, we, I think he, I think he deflected three balls um, on top of that interception. Yeah. So it, Again, he played really well. Again, it's those penalties that kind of just caused him. And again, I, I really think that those are the, what's causing him to kind of get. And let's just say he deserved to get bench last game. Like he did deserve. He had atrocious game two, three weeks ago. And he deserved to get bench because injuries, he came back in. And, you know, instead of just, you know, reinforcing why he got benched and just pouting about it, he went, he worked. And he had a really good game. This was a really good game. He wasn't perfect. Uh, I still think he gets unfairly judged towards like Jalen Ramsey stand standards. Uh, but overall, like a lot better game. You can't play like you did uh, two, three weeks ago. And, you know, uh, credit where credit's due. Yeah. Uh, running game wasn't great. Um, no, atrocious. You know, it was Freeman not good. was solid. But if you look at Henderson and, you know, people are asking, like, why did Henderson get cut and Freeman not? Well, I mean, their it, averages like he had six attempts for one yard. That's that's sure. I mean, and, and, 
Freeman Freeman's been on the roster this whole year. I mean, and there's a reason why they brought uh, this was a short term thing for Henderson. And I think he knew that the team knew that when Kyron Williams was coming back, it was going to be Kyron Williams. Now, do I think that Kyron Williams could come back on the practice squad? I mean, especially with Ronnie Rivers not being um, Henderson. No, no. With Ronnie Rivers still being injured. Um, I think Henderson could take the practice squad spot. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, you know, so, because again, I think he's a good depth piece. Uh, yeah. Obviously Zach Evans wasn't really doing anything either. And so if something happens to Royce Freeman um, or to Kyron Williams, again, I think Henderson, again, he did not play his best this past game, but he is a, he knows the system. He's a solid uh, run catcher. I mean, realistically, Matthew Stafford overthrew to Kyron Williams or to Kyron Williams, uh, to Henderson um, on that sideline play. Like he was wide open and Stafford overthrew him. Now, I think Stafford even admits like he, he missed, he missed that. Um, that was on yeah, him. Stafford like, you could... has struggled to throw to the running back this year. He's just not been great at it. He's had some misses. I mean, some of it was. I mean, back in the earliest time, it was Kyron Williams who kind of dropped the ball a couple times. But, but yeah, I don't disagree. I think it's just, you know, he's used to his receivers, like especially when he's going down the sideline. I think he's used to the speed of his receivers. Um, and, and Henderson just doesn't – he doesn't have that speed to, you know, to catch up. I mean, he was wide open. He was going to get 30, 40 yards. Um, but you got to make those plays. And you know, Yeah, but on the ground, we have to get more than – a yard on six attempts. You you just even if it's just falling forward for two at, during bad plays, uh, that makes a whole lot of difference, especially when you're talking about analytics and your yeah. statistics to convert third down, which the Rams were atrocious on third down this game. Uh, let let me get those stats. Uh, third down efficiency, we were two of nine, not acceptable, Zach. A fourth down, we were zero one. That was on the goal line, which I was. I so those. I mean, I know, I know that I mean, they were down seven zero. Like, just, you kicked the field goal there. Just take you the know. field goal. Like, I know you're trying, but you know, I just take the field goal. This wasn't a dire situation where you needed a touchdown. You just needed some points on the board, and I think not getting that kind of. It just it takes your offense and kind of like brings it down a bit when you when you can't get into that goal. So just taking the three points would have been a win. Um, but they were trying to be aggressive, which I do like when the Rams are aggressive. And um, we're a historically great team on fourth down. I think they that goes sure. into their calculus too. Sure. Especially last three seasons. But when you when you have been struggling to score points, um, and it broke their streak. Apparently they were 50, 52 red zone attempts. Uh, highest in the league um, of scoring in the red zone. And they broke that during that. And of course the announcers announced that literally right before, like I haven't heard that statistic all season long and they say that statistic and that's uh, the time. They mentioned it a few weeks ago, but again, it's very infrequent. Like this is at a, a frequent stat that we always bring up and it's always those stat lines that they bring up right before it happens that they can't get it converted. I mean, so we we it's, had the same thing with the leading at halftime it's frustrating. for a while. Well, yeah, they kept saying that week after week after week, and I'm just like, just stop. Um, yeah. So Puka had a decent game. He was the best receiver, obviously, that we had yards. on the field. Um, he is getting so close um, to getting his a thousand yards in a very short amount of time. 
he, um, he'll get it. So Oh, for sure. I mean, he's 103 yards away from hitting that 1,000 uh, yards. He's only 28 yards away from getting the single-season franchise of a rookie. Um, so he's he could do that here within this week. Um, and he would beat out the person who did it, who took 15 weeks to get to that same uh, threshold. So exciting news there as far as mm-hmm. that goes. You want to talk about the injuries? Uh, yeah, I'm Googling real quickly to see uh, the most wide receiver yards by rookie, and that was Garrett Wilson, uh, I believe. Uh while, while, while you find that stat out, I'll kind of go through some of the injuries. Um, so Sean McVay said that Puka Nakua did have a shoulder injury and he is day-to-day. Uh, the bigger concern is obviously with Cooper Cup. Um, he had a lateral ankle sprain. He is also considered day-to-day. Uh, we should find more information on Wednesday on, on his status. Um, obviously, he's probably still going to be questionable all the way up to um, game time decision. I would assume unless they say he's good to go. Um, I ex- don't expect them to say he's out until if he is out, I wouldn't expect it until Sunday. Yeah. And that's, that is Bill Groman in 1960 had 1473 yards in 1960. That is nuts. Um, but you know, that's a obtainable number Zach for Puka. Uh, especially with the extra game. Uh, I believe it was 14 games in the 60s. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I mean, uh, you know, we, we have, we're at week 12, so we have five, six games left. Uh, so, I mean, shoot, you divide that out. It's, it's not very much to, to get that done. Um, so, really looking forward to it. Puka's doing great. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm actually repping my my Puka jersey now, so awesome. um, super excited for him and, and and glad for his success. And really, the future is super bright for this kid. Oh uh, yeah, so, um, I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, all right. So other than that, we talked about the news um, as far as that goes. Anything else about the game? Um, I need our offensive line to be better. They need to be better. Um, they're they're just too much pressure is getting on Stafford. Um, didn't do super great in the run defense. Anything else you want to Left tackle and center. Um, I think we need to at least have one free agent signed for either of those two and then draft the other. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Tyler Higby did not have a great game either. Um, it's been it's been a struggle for him over the last couple of weeks. I know he's had some sort of injury, but... Um, then don't just... play him. Like, if... <laughs> Or play somebody like let's let's try it out. But you know, if he's the best option they have, even as injured, doesn't really look good. As then you the need to draft so. a tight end in top three rounds. If yeah. that's just that's unacceptable. Yep. So, um, so yeah, Rams did well against the Seahawks. Uh, I can now see the Seahawks getting completely blown out by the 49ers on Thursday Thursday night football. Um, so. Uh, that defense is still really good. Like I, I feel like that game is going to be closer than people expect. Uh, their offense has to get chemistry. I think uh, Geno Smith has been up and down in games, uh, being 
quality and they have to finish out games and they struggled to finish out this year. So, yep. All right. It's Cardinals. It's Cardinals week. This is our second game against them. We are playing in the desert. Um, how are you feeling about this game? I mean, it's a two in two in nine team. Is that what they are? Um, we have to, we have to beat them. Two I mean, um, Murray Me. is back. He's looked good. Uh, we've had really good success against Murray. Um, so like the biggest problem we had against Dobbs was him rolling out. Uh, I feel like we can limit their pass catchers and we can get pressure because that line is not good at all. Uh, so just got to apply pressure, keep the edge, which we have struggled to do this year against mobile QBs and um, limit his ability to run, which I think is going to be his greatest asset, Murray against us. So um, I think it's going to be harder game than last time because uh, he's better than Dobbs clearly and uh their offense gonna be humming so it's gonna we're gonna have to win i think like a 27 to 24 type game uh we're gonna have to score and if our offense isn't good and isn't in sync uh zach i i think we could lose this one and again if we lose this one uh, give me uh our we only can lose two games, and those two games going to be Ravens and 49ers. If we lose anything else, uh, we are most likely not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, in this game, too, we also they also get Buda Baker back from the first time that we faced them. Um, so there is that as well as a, as a defensive threat to to the offensive line. Um, yeah, yeah. This the offense is going to have to get humming. I don't. I'm not super concerned. I think the defense can hold. We've seen the defense be able to hold um, and do things. Um, he is he is mobile. Um, he is a mobile quarterback, and that is kind of a kind of a detriment to the Rams defense. But if they can just contain him, to see if the defensive backs can contain their wide receivers, I'm not. I'm not too big. I'm not too worried about this. Um, it's just all in 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 how we do this. Um, the, the run game is similar to, is, it hasn't been great. Uh, so there's that, um, the receiving yards, you know, it's a game we should win. It's a game we really should win. Um, it's just all in our execution of our offense. It's going to come down to that every single week. Our defense is going to play. I don't expect this to be a high scoring game. Um, I would assume, I would assume it's going to be probably closer to what the Texans did on them, um, where it's going to be, you know, Whoever gets to 21st is probably going to be the one who wins this game. Yeah. I mean, we've lost a lot of games this year that we we should have won, and we were in close games, and we just couldn't execute on offense most of those games. So, And this um, is a game – obviously, this is a game that Kyle Murray wants to win. A, it's a divisional rival, so those are always tough. But at the same time, like, he's really trying – to make a name for himself. I mean, this is a make it or break it year for him. I, it feels like, like he's either going to have to get better or the, the Cardinals are going to move away from him, whether or not he signed a big contract or not. I mean, we've seen teams left and right choose to move on if their if their quarterback is not successful. Um, and with the injury history he's had, the, the, the not really big success other than, you know, that one season hasn't been there. So 
this is a make it or break it for him. And he's going to try things. And I think that's a, I think that's also a win for us. I think it's, you know, when you feel your most desperate, that's also when you are at your most weakest point and the Rams can exploit that, um, especially having Aaron Donald on your team. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're going to have, we're going to have opportunities. They're going to be overly aggressive and just got to, like I said, execution, execution. I think that's what we've lacked all year, especially offensively. But in the end, the, the Cardinals aren't really playing for anything. They, they're really out of the, the, they're, the, they're out of the path. So, uh, you know, they're just, they're fighting for their pride right now. Um, you know, I never say a team is going to, is going out there to lose a game. I think Kyle Murray, again, he's going to want to play his heart out. I think all players want to just try to win as many games as they can. They're not as concerned as the, of the draft order, um, as maybe as the front office people, maybe. The, the roster, that roster is kind of a dumpster fire right now outside of a few positions. Uh, but you know, again, players play to win and if you take a day off we we found out in uh what was it 2019 when we played the winless jets like if you don't prepare and don't take a game seriously as a roster as a coaching staff you're gonna lose it's the nfl like yep but we get Kyron Williams back, which is a big boost to this offense. It's going to be something that they really need to, to rely on. Again, I'm not saying they should be run heavy, but I think Kyron Williams is that explosive player that we've been missing on that on the running back side of things. Um, and so it's really going to have to make the, the that Cardinals defense have to be able to prepare for the run or for the pass. I think that really puts us in a better opportunity to be a, you know, a triple threat um, where we can run the ball. We can, we can do some adjustments um, and get back to play action. Um, I, we really need to get back into that. And with the, the running game is our path to that. So hopefully we can get out our brooms and have another sweep um, in the division. Uh, it's the only other opportunity we have to do so. So um, hopefully we can, we can get back into the groove of things. That will also uh, automatically mean we have a winning record divisionally, which is a big boon for our playoff chances, right? Like, you got to look at it from that perspective. That's four playoff wins. Um, so, yeah, it would it would be very good to to get that fourth divisional win. So, um, I yeah. was looking at some. St- like statistics and analytics about the wild card, the seven spot. Mm-hmm. And it is possible for the Rams to get their eight and nine, um, depending on how the Vikings and Green Bay and Atlanta kind of shake out. So, uh, yeah. And right. Saints are also in there. Sure. So that's our main competition. Saints think- game is going to be big too. It is Thursday night football. So it's our, I think it's the only other primetime. No, I guess it might be the only, only other primetime game we got going on uh, left in the season. So uh, we will be looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Anything, any other thoughts you got before we wrap this up? Nope. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. You can follow us on X. Uh, we are duplicating a lot of our content to threads. Uh, so make sure you follow us there. I think it's East Coast Rams pod um, there. Follow us on Instagram. Um,
we are we are trying to be everywhere we can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify your podcaster of choice ashton it was great again to get to do this with you each and every week it is thanksgiving so we're going to get to enjoy some time off a little bit uh until sunday till you know we got to watch the rams game um anything else you want to you want to say before we wrap we we officially sign off i enjoy time with family and friends definitely relax uh i tend to be a workaholic zach so it's gonna be nice after i log off the day of work being able to just sit and uh, enjoy family yeah definitely enjoy some time off rejuvenate you know get the breaks you need um, and then be ready to cheer on your Rams coming on Sunday. It's going to be a big game, big week, big divisional rivalry, and let's hope that we can get those brooms out again. Um, so with that, you know, whose house? Rams house. Rams house.